The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton in beautiful, wonderful Southern California. I love it here, even if it's a little weird and darn right freaky sometimes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I want to talk to you from my heart today because I have been just swimming in research. You know, I, I really miss my husband. If you don't know me, uh, my husband passed away almost two years ago. Next week it will be. And uh, he was such a support, uh, and he was so intelligent, and I could look at him and go, hey, babe, what do you think of this or that? And I'll tell you, the world is changing just at a spinning rate. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like the speed of light, if you're living in uh, or doing research on technology, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I, I am known for having done tens of thousands of hours of research, especially on how technology affects crimes and crime solving, and especially the crimes of child sexual exploitation. And so I have put out a new book. The first national press releases go out tomorrow. I'm really, really excited. It's doing already very, very well. The book is called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. It is by far the hardest thing I've ever done in my life and because these technologies, uh, you kind of live in isolation as you look at a particular technology, but then step back and ask yourself, how does that fit with the rest of the world? And then more important, what kind of trends are going to come out of it? So this particular show is going to be billed as the evolution of teen technology and exploitation. What started my line of thinking on this are two things. One is, you know, last week I talked about TikTok. And if you're new to the show, please go back to exploitedcrimes.com. Go to listen, go all the way to the bottom there and start to work your way back up. And you will have archived every show that we've ever done. And last week's show was on TikTok. And so uh, it is well worth your time to go and and, uh, listen to that show after you've listened to this show. But what triggered this is an article that came out by Paul Sowers, S-A-W-E-R-S. I'm not sure. It just says mobile, so I'm not sure what the name of his thing is. But the headline, and this will be on our webpage or our, our Facebook page, and I believe our webpage too, Uh, The headline, we always support it with whatever research articles that are being used. This headline is 5 billion people now have mobile phone connection according to GSMA data. So let me say that again. 5 billion people now have a mobile phone connection according to GSMA. Those of you that have heard me talk, you'll see I've been saying 4.3. 
uh, 4, 4.6, 4.8 billion users, and that the entire world is about to be connected by internet. That is behind why I wrote the book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. So we have now gone over the 5 billion mark. Uh, Next year, it's expected to be about 6 billion. I wanted to read a little bit from this article. (coughs) Excuse me. The announcement came from GSMA Intelligence, the research arm of the trade body that represents the interests of mobile networks around the world. In other words, this is not just some activist going, there are now 5 billion people. These are the people who, who keep track of the number of subscribers that are on the air. Now, they run an extensive database of mobile statistics and forecasts on there. And what they're telling you is right now there are over 5 billion unique mobile subscribers. It's worth noting that mobile connections far outnumber individual subscribers as many people have more than one SIM card indicating multiple phones for their personal lives or two phones to cover work and social. In fact, some reports suggest that there have been 5 billion mobile phone connections as early as 2010. But what they're really saying is right now there are 5 billion active subscribers on there. Reaching the 5 billion subscriber milestone is a tremendous achievement for an industry that is only a few decades old and reflects that many billions of dollars that mobile operators have invested in networks, services, and spectrum over the years. So, uh, and they go on, maybe I'll keep doing this for uh, to give you a perspective on this. In uh, 2003, there were 1 billion unique mobile subscribers. So that's this is 2019, so that's 16 years ago. That doubled by 2007, and it went to 3 billion by 2010, and 4 billion by 2013. So now we're over 5 billion in 2019. The reason I'm telling you all of this is because I want to look at the evolution of what is happening on how kids use technology. And the purpose of this is to kind of help you maybe live in my world. One of, one of the challenges I have, I just made a, a video for the documentary because many of you know I'm trying to raise a lot of money for a documentary. It's about $100,000. And I'm almost, well, I'm over halfway there. We have a GoFundMe page under Million Kids. And it's a, it's a fascinating thing that is happening here because uh, one of the things about making that documentary, the, the maker of it said, oh my gosh, how do you ever corral all of this information? You kind of have to live in my world to understand how this works. I have paper everywhere. I work out of my kitchen, by the way, not my kitchen, my dining room table, uh, out of my home. And uh, the research is just so intense because how fast all of this is changing. I share that with you as a parent because you, I know you're overwhelmed you say, how do, how do I ever catch up or get involved or stay current? And what do I do to keep my kids safe? Sometimes parents will ask me, you know, is there, what apps are safe? There is no longer such a thing as a safe app. 
the technology was never good or bad. It is how we choose to view technology and how we train our children to respect technology. And that really is the heart of the matter, mom and dad, that are out there. It isn't technology. Technology is really, really good, but you can abuse it. Chocolate is really good unless you eat five pounds of it and you're going to have diarrhea. Okay, (laughs) it's going to be tough. And we need that same understanding of technology. It can change our lives for good, but it can destroy lives in a heartbeat. And so it is not a specific technology. It is the attitude that technology is not a game. It's not just a social medium. It is, in fact, something that needs to have respect and responsibility. So I'm going to get started on this because I really want to get through it, and I'm I'm rambling on here for a bit. So I want to look at, first of all, how this technology has changed communications, relationships, and sexual exhibition. This is very important. It all kind of started back with, well, we had email and all that, but it started kind of with Facebook. And uh, it it literally, Facebook was meant to be the... uh, kind of community feedback and it was the it was the first effort that allowed our kids to be able to go out on the world wide web express themselves and then get feedback and it was absolutely addicting in the beginning and uh, we uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the term that uh, Sean Parker used it about the uh, uh, social validation feedback loop that's what he called it And so, but think about Facebook. Okay, it was a community, but you picked your friends. You could friend, and then you could unfriend the undesirables. So you had one-to-one conversation, but you had group conversation that you had some control over because you picked your friends, and it's still that way. But then we turned to texting so that then you had this one-on-one communication, And today's teens, quite frankly, would die of embarrassment on an email or even on Facebook. In fact, less than 5% of Facebook users now are kids. Now, a million kids still uses Facebook to be able to talk to our audience, and we have a tremendous platform there. But we are in the process, we're all talking about this, is that we need to up our game. You're going to see a lot more videos coming out of us because most people are not happy with just posting something on Facebook and then making comments. They want interaction. It's a little scary at my age to think I'm going to be videoing all the time. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll put up the logo or something and I'll talk. I don't know. I'm always conscious of that. But after Facebook came these instant messaging apps, things like uh, Kik, K-I-K, WeChat, WhatsApp, and It changed everything because what it said was our kids could talk to strangers now, and they did. When Kick first came out, I did a a survey at a high school, and 80% of that high school kids were on Kick, instant messaging. 80% of them 
had received messages from a stranger and 50% of them had replied to a stranger and three of them went out and met a total stranger. By the way, that is how you get violated. But this was like three years ago when the idea of being able to be accessed by a stranger was a new idea and our kids just ate it up. And that was the beginning. And what I want to do, we're coming up against this hard break. What I want to do is keep taking you through the impact of the evolution of this technology and share with you how our kids have changed. They've changed. The pedophile has changed. And the world of communications has changed. And I think it's a very important conversation. So thank you for joining me today for this. Stay with us. We're up against that break, and then we're going to be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about the evolution of teen technology and exploitation. This has been a quite a journey for me. I started this in 2010 doing this research, and I have followed it right up here to today of 2019 and then tried to project out where I think this is going. So we were talking about the fact that many of the people started with Facebook. Uh, you can control your audience. But then it moved into instant messaging where you didn't control your audience. The one, the biggest one that we really had a problem with was Kick. We had so many problems with Kick, K-I-K, uh, because it was instant messaging. And nobody, it, you know, part of the book, Societal Shift, is all about how our kids are early adopters. They're power users. They get out there. They try this stuff first. And mom and dad run along behind going, you be careful on that thing now. And it comes with no instructions. So Kick came out. And so, yeah, they could instant message each other. That was cool all day long. You didn't you didn't do long-form conversation. You used mojis. You used uh, uh, abbreviations and terms and things like that so that you could have power communication, if you will. And, uh, and, but the danger of that is that it also introduced a lot of strangers. And nobody prepared our kids for this. You know, we always said, don't take candy for strangers. It's almost like right now we're just putting our kids, we're giving them a mobile device and put our kids in a candy factory that is run by pedophiles. It's a strange thing that we're doing, but it is the evolution of this technology, and it's an important thing to understand. So then came Instagram, and we have Facebook Messenger, and, of course, Snapchat just took over. Everybody's like, wow, I can send this photo, and it disappears, and so... There was very little decorum being used, very little judgment on some of those Snapchats early on because kids thought they were living in a a private world, in a world that other people could not see their photo. Well, I love to talk to kids, as you know, out in the schools. I love to share with them who owns the Internet and nobody owns it. And if nobody owns it, is it private? And of course, it's not private. It is not called the U.S. web. It is called the World Wide Web. And literally, governments all over the world can get in and see what you're sending. Nobody ever promised you a right to privacy on the Internet. That is a U.S. concept, and this is called the World Wide Web. It does not apply. You have to change your thinking on this. So kids thought they were safe because Snapchat disappeared. And, you know, 10 seconds is a heck of a long time. Pedophiles can get in and get your Snapchat and freeze frame it. And it doesn't take that long to do it. You can do it in a second or two. 
So kids were absolutely blown away when I would go into schools and go, yes, they can see your Snapchat. And so can the government. And they're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know. But we have to explain to kids who owns the Internet. That is why I want this documentary, by the way. I want to explain to kids how the Internet works and how it can be the most powerful thing in their lives, but how it can also be the most destructive thing and how pedophiles use it. And so as we got into instant messaging, we also got apps like WeChat and WhatsApp. WhatsApp is huge now. WhatsApp has been sold to Facebook. And uh, so, you know, the big ones are owned by Zuckerberg, WhatsApp, Facebook, uh, and like that. So you have these kind of instant messaging where you quickly communicate. So what you found was kids would be on it all day long, and they're going back and forth. So they, like, uh, change their behavior dramatically. And that, that's probably an important thing to stop and look at. How has your child's behavior changed from this year, from last year, and from the year before? Because when you have instant messaging, when you have long-form communication, you make time in your life to sit down, read it, process it, and then you maybe give it some thought and you respond. You don't do that. All day long, our kids are going at it with our thumbs. I think I think by the time they're 30, they're all going to have arthritis in their thumbs. But it won't be long till they're all just using a voice anyway. Um, you know, this thumb thing is probably just a, a transition thing. But, but think about how our kids' behavior changed because all day long now, they stop to look. Did, did I get a text? Did I get uh, an instant message? Did I get a, get a, a TikTok? And uh, and like that. And so now, instead of getting a message every hour or two, I mean, think how often on Facebook you might get four a day, eight a day, like that. Now you get them all day long. And so your life is being reprogrammed to look at outside influence all day long as you get these texts and instant messages and like that. Well, we also got things with video in them. These were things like Line, L-I-N-E, Viber, and Skype. And it is always fascinating to me the number of exploitation cases that we would get on Skype. I love Skype. Quite frankly, I'm using it right now. Again, technology is not bad. You can use technology for amazing things. I'm using it to train tens of thousands of people through Voice America Variety Channel. Thank you very much, Voice America. We love you. And Skype is a good thing. But it is amazing to me the number of perpetrators who were able to reach our kids through Skype. And they did. And you say to yourself, well, aren't they using video? Not always. I'm not using video right now. But... What would happen, and and I had a case that was fascinating. I'll just share it with you. I had a mom call me, and she said her 18-year-old daughter had bought an airline ticket to go to Mexico City. Mexico City, let me say that clearly. And um, to meet a guy that she had met on Skype, and mom couldn't talk her out of it. She's 18. She had bought the ticket. She was going to go. So I talked to this girl, and I'm like, well, tell me all about your guy. 
Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, he's just, oh, you know, we have so much in common and he makes me laugh. And I, I just, uh, we, we're just a great couple. And I said, well, okay, that, that sounds interesting. Uh, what's he look like? I don't know. Hello, you have Skyped with a guy for nine months and you're going to a foreign country to meet him and you don't know what he looks like. Well, he's very shy, she says. I am not making this up. So that is how Skype is being used by a lot of exploiters. So what I want to say is in the evolution of this, we're, we're combining instant messaging, immediate feedback, often uh, repeated communication, and now we're providing with it a photograph or a photo because you're live with Skype, usually. And so we've kind of moved down the spectrum of what our kids, how our kids are being trained to do this. With each one of these new apps, the developer of the app is training our children to behave differently. And our kids are early adopters, and they are absolutely brave. They charge out there in the uncharted world, and they try it out. The problem with that is pedophiles do the same thing, and they get there ahead of law enforcement. It is only after a child has been violated that people like me go, oh, that's how that's going to work. And I take my megaphone, and I go out, and I tell Chisa police and and law enforcement that I've trained, and district attorneys, and lots and lots of people like yourself that want to get it, and I go on the air, and I share it everywhere I can. I need a bigger megaphone, folks, you know, (laughs) to do that, though I need money, so we'll keep going. But it was an interesting time in our society because we combined uh, interaction, live interaction, facial interaction, with quick, repeated, constant interaction where outside people came into our kids' lives. And this was what seduced the grooming of America's teenagers was all about. It provided them an ability to access, groom, recruit, and exploit kids that they never could have reached in the first place until these new technologies came in. So our kids changed their behavior. They began to think in terms of instant interaction, and it included strangers, and we were trying to teach them how to evaluate a relationship online with a stranger. Some of them were more successful than others. Right now, we believe about 8% of the U.S. kids are being violated because they haven't figured out yet how that pedophile is using that. So then what we did is we moved into geo-based apps. These are things like Tango and Whisper and like that. So Tango is a small community app. It is geo-based. In other words, it it alerts people within a four-mile radius that you're on the air and they can talk to you. So what you're seeing is gangs got in there and started controlling a lot of these four-mile radius communities as they hooked up with people they'd normally never get to meet. So that's a geo-based app. So when you add geo-based with instant messaging with video, you can start to see this, this evolution and where we're going. 
Well, folks, we're already up against that break again, so I want to keep going because we're going to move into chat rooms, then we're going to go into mass audience live streaming as we pursue the evolution of technology and the impact it has on our kids and exploitation. This is Opal Singleton. The show has exploited crimes against humanity. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Well, we're talking about the evolution of teen technology and exploitation. This is Opal Singleton, by the way. So um, the reason I wrote Societal Shift is because I want parents to understand how all of this is changing the world of exploitation. And so what has happened here, where we've taken it in the talk so far, is that we have moved from individual conversations that are being done randomly throughout the day to instant messaging that is taking place almost minute by minute, short conversations, but also we have now moved into some new technologies that are group-based, for instance, Tango. Tango is a a multi, you can can talk to more than one person. It is geo-based. 
meaning it alerts people that are out there. So that allowed pedophiles that were in a local area, it had a four-mile radius, to be able to reach our kids. And if they're transmitting from home, they knew exactly where the kid lived. So we were starting to see Tango be used on a local basis. There was another local app that was used called Whisper. And by the way, there's still Tango is still being used by gangs in local communities because it's like um, an electronic I don't want to say an electronic newspaper, but it's like building community in a four-mile radius so that you can all talk back and forth where you at. You're over here, I'll meet you over there, you know, kind of thing. But it also gave access if two kids to meet in person if they were there. Whisper was an app where we lost quite a few kids for what it was worth. Whisper was a stupid idea, in my opinion, that the idea was is that you could go on and you could tell your secrets. And it and it was like it was safer to tell your secret to people you don't know than to tell them to people you do know. Except pedophiles are pretty good at figuring out who's telling that secret. So if they're like uh, putting a secret on there, like they got caught by their mom for sending a naked photo, that pedophile could get to that kid in a heartbeat. So the idea of getting kids to put their secrets on the Internet was just a little bit terrifying. Well, then we moved into mass audience live streaming as well as individual live streaming and chat rooms. So this is very important. The first ones that I remember were Chat Roulette and Omegle, O-M-E-G-L-E. If you want to just see something that's scary, go to YouTube and put in the word Omegle, O-M-E-G-L-E. And Chat Roulette was another one. We lost lots of kids to Omegle and Chat Roulette. So what's this? Well, it's a kind of a interactive live streaming, but it's one-on-one live streaming. This is back before we got into mass audience. People are still violating kids on Omegle. And uh, quite frankly, I think no child should ever be on Omegle. What's really interesting is all of these apps and all these video games came with age warnings like movies. When I talk, a lot of times I'll go, why don't we get some legislation? We have legislation. Well, why don't we get some laws? We have some laws. Well, why don't we put some warnings on them? We have warnings. Nobody listens. Nobody reads it. Nobody cares. You know, Grand Theft Auto, you had sex with a prostitute, and then you kill her to get your money back. You're supposed to be 18. I'm in an, I was in speaking in an audience of 450 kids, and 375 of them had it. Nobody cares that you're supposed to be 18. Just like TikTok, you're not, originally you're going to be 16, now they've lowered it to 12. I'm going to tell you there's all kinds of 8, 9, 10-year-olds on there. Nobody reads the box or reads the download or reads whatever they're supposed to read to do that. So anyway, and if they do, they just go, oh, well, everybody else is on it, and they let that go by. So Omegle, what would happen is literally their logo is Talk With Strangers. When you would go on, you would live stream out, and it was interactive, and you had no idea who was coming into your child's bedroom if they're doing this on their phone or their their desktop in their bedroom. 
Total strangers could come in their bedroom while mom's off at the grocery store, and they did. If you go onto Omegle on YouTube, you will see all kinds of kids in there. Some of them are 8, 9, 10 years old, and they are meeting some freaky characters. I used to show this YouTube of a Omegle clip with this guy hanging himself. You know, he didn't die. He was just kidding kids, but he he traumatized many seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old kids that were on there. So you had that capability of talking to strangers and very young kids, that combination. And they did, and they still do. Well, then we moved into literally from individual uh, interactions and chat rooms, we moved into large-scale chat rooms. These are in video games, and uh, they were they were things like chat roulette where you could talk to a lot of people. And so now you've changed who you see as in your inner circle. You see, we started with, now you're only going to talk to people you know on there, but the minute you go in a public chat room or a video game public chat room, and the most common ones were things like Minecraft and World of Warcraft and Game of War and League of Legends. And, and by the way, you cannot be on Fortnite unless you're on a public chat room. The, the gamers have evolved from moving it from private chat rooms. Well, you can play those games if you want to be in private chat rooms, but nobody is everybody's on Fortnite. It's the world's largest game. And in order to be on Fortnite, you must be in a public chat room. They have they have literally designed out the idea of a private chat room because these are games designed for the world wide web, not your local community. And that's part of this dialogue that I'm having with you today of why this is so important that you understand this evolution These games are taking our kids into, just like Fortnite, you will no longer have a private chat room. Your child has to be trained that they're living in the World Wide Web. And that means it's kind of like taking them down to the bus depot or the train station or a strip club and leaving them off. And very little is being done to do that. Because in addition to all the good people out there, and there are millions, that is absolutely full of pedophiles looking to seduce your child because your child is now on the World Wide Web without protection. There is no way to protect your child in a game like Fortnite. If they want to take chances, if they want to meet up with somebody, if they want to connect if they want to live stream and yes many of these video games have live streaming i've seen cases i show cases when i talk where literally the boy is masturbating to the guy in the chat room and they are eye to eye looking at some pornography in the chat room in the video game and they are bonding it is Literally a chance to bring a pedophile right into your living room, live stream. They can see your house. They can see your kid. They can tell your child is not a cop. They can sexually bond with your child. And they can jointly look at the sex acts inside the video game. That is all going on right now. This is not future trend stuff. This is how this kind of open chat room works. 
And if you haven't ever played your kid's video game, I'd highly recommend you do because many of those video games have a huge amount of pornography in them. And in fact, uh, if you've heard me talk lately, there is a whole new category now under Pornhub. Pornhub's the largest porn site in the world. And it is called Animated Video Game Character Pornography. And literally 40 million downloads just for Fortnite characters. They are creating animated pornography with the characters from these video games. And I'm going to tell you, it isn't some 60-year-old codger who's looking at that. It is our kids. It is only our kids who would care about animation because they have been trained to live in a world that is not real. So we have gone from that kind of thinking to uh, having mass audience. So we we went from the one-on-one live streaming Omegle to mass audience live streaming. And that is where we're at today. And it absolutely changes everything when you think about how your child behaves, how they process relationships, their attitude towards sexuality, and their attitude towards talking to strangers. All of that has changed, and it's changed dramatically. I started my show talking about there are now 5 billion mobile phone connections around the world. So your child, this is why my book is called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. As you know, 87% of kids sleep with their phones. That's why it's a home without walls. It's a home without walls if your kid is paying Fortnite. Because literally, pedophiles can penetrate through there, come right into your home, and now meet with your child, sometimes right there in their own bed, you know, at 3 o'clock in the morning. And so, we have to stop and recognize this is not a short-term trend. This is not a blip on the radar. This is a societal shift. It is changing how pedophiles behave. It is changing our kids and how they behave. And it's also changing relationships for our kids. And it's also changing their attitude about sexuality. Because no longer is it just mom and dad saying, you know, you need to, you know, keep yourself safe. You need to be, you know, keep yourself a virgin and like that. None of that exists today. That has all been wiped out. And as we get into the next section, we're going to tell you where it's at today and where this is going. And it is scary. You know, I don't scare easy. I don't like melodrama. I don't like blah, 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 blah. You know, well, the sky's falling and this stuff's awful. No, but it is a concern. You have to take a look and say, I have to, mom and dad, I have to lower that veil of denial and pay attention to this. We are living at the most exciting and terrifying time of all time. This is Opal Singleton. The show is exploiting crimes against humanity. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. We are talking about the evolution of teen technology and exploitation. So now we're up to the point of having mass audience live streaming, and that's bringing us pretty current for today. And this is really a major concern. There, What has happened here is you've gained with it not only mass audience, but you have encryption. Most of your apps today have encryption. That means that mom and dad can see the message go in and the message come out, but we cannot see that message. And that's true of law enforcement unless we get a search warrant and use some high, high-powered technology. So that means that we have moved from, you know, 
talking with our kid, putting filters on them, putting tracking devices to a point where they can lock us out as parents. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so that's a that's a challenge. We have ghost apps, things where they put a calculator on and you can't see the other apps. We have what we call vaporware, which is live streaming that disappears. If you're not in the room when it's transmitting, if it's not saved, then you'll never know that it happened. So all of these things have come along in the last six months. Now we've moved into Live Me. I did another show on Live Me and TikTok. And I want to just kind of review that with you and then tell you where this is going to go since we're getting ready to close out the show. Live Me and TikTok. Live Me, first of all, is kind of a long form. You go on, you make a video, and you can talk and you can draw thousands of people to you. And it's geo-based. They can tell where you live and like that, and they can give you virtual coins. So I'm predicting that probably in three months that they'll be able to give you real money, and you'll be able to run your own home shopping network on there. You can have a Tupperware party if you want to. Your your church can you know do some sort of performance and have a fundraiser and never have people come to the to the uh, building. So there are a lot of good uses of Live Me. It's mass audience. It can go out to tens of thousands of people and says, "I'm on the air. Here I am." And they can give you gifts and they can they can text to you. Well, then came TikTok. TikTok bought Musical.ly, and it is a 15-second video thing that you make, and it's mostly our kids that are doing it. And you're supposed to be 12, but I'm going to tell you once you get on TikTok. By the way, I quite like TikTok. The basic idea of it is is quite cool. A kid, well, the idea is to be like America's Got Talent or The Voice and be discovered. And so you make 15 seconds of whatever it is you're good at, and you record it, and it's geo-based, and it goes out, and the idea is to go viral. So think about it. Your child has gone from Facebook blocking friends or unfriending to texting to interaction to group interaction to being able to send uh, emojis back and forth to being in chat rooms where now the total strangers right there interacting with your child, to video game chat room where you have live streaming, where you can connect. And now what we're doing is we're taking kids all over the world. TikTok last week became the world's most downloaded app. Literally, last month, 30% of all apps downloaded in the App Store were TikTok. It is taking the world by storm, and it's mostly our young kids. So the idea is you go on, you make a video for 15 seconds, and you shoot it out there. And you want to go viral because, I mean, if you only have 15 people to look at it, that's that's no good. You want thousands of people. So where our kids on Facebook used to have maybe 30 friends, they now are have access to millions. Some of these TikTok performers have five or ten million followers. Some of them have a half a million followers. What's the problem with that? They're 12 years old. How much cognitive reasoning do they have? So instead of a pedophile trying to find them, they are on the worldwide stage and they are available and vulnerable because they want to get the most followers and go viral and have people follow them. 
pedophiles no longer have to worm their way through Instagram and find out if your kid is a kid and send them a message and get them to bond. They only have to wait on TikTok in the audience and they see jailbait. They see a girl who's nine years old and she wants attention and off it goes. Oh, baby, you are cute. I am a Hollywood talent scout and I will make you Katy Perry. And off it goes. So we have evolved to a very scary place. What I'm about to tell you is I believe before long they'll have money exchanged. Just like Snapchat has Snapcash, that live money, live me will have live money. And I'm not sure what TikTok will be called, but it'll be some sort of currency. And so what you're about to see is a world of amateur pornography as our kids are able to perform in their back bedroom and they want to get a world of attention. And now what we're finding is amateur pornography is one of the fastest growing categories on Pornhub. Because what is happening is you're getting kids who want to make money stripping and twerking and doing whatever they do. And they want to go viral. And so all of this has changed. We have gone from one-on-one to putting your child on the global stage and then your child being able to interact. And now they actually take your kid's facial recognition on there because your kid wants to use all that creative stuff to make themselves a big nose or big ears. Okay, and that's kind of fun to distort their face. But what have I just told you? A Chinese company has created TikTok that now stores your child's facial images. It is geo-based. It puts your child on the global web looking for millions of followers. They have your child's mobile phone number, so they can always text back. They can, they can, and I'm getting all kinds of texts on TikTok, and they don't know who I am. I haven't even posted anything yet. And it's geo-based. They'll know where you live. And they have their full uh, profile. This is an interesting place we're headed. Folks, my name is Opal Singleton. I want to make a documentary. I need to raise money to do that. Would you think about coming along with me? You can donate by going to millionkids.org and finding that donate button. Or you can go to GoFundMe and find Million Kids and donate that way. I am going to make a documentary. It will be free to every school in America. It'll be 45 minutes long, and it will show the kids how the Internet is made and how it is used, and then any parent in America can do that. You know, I'm just trying to raise 100000 bucks to save 10, 20, 30, 40 million kids. The return on the investment of that is absolutely amazing. If you want to see the video on this, go to GoFundMe, find Million Kids, and you'll see my video that talks exactly about what that documentary is going to be all about. In the meantime, you might want to order my book, Seduce, The Grooming of America's Teenagers, or Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. You can get both of those at millionkids.org. All of these shows are archived at exploitedcrimes.com, exploitedcrimes.com.listen. Please share it with everyone you know. Folks, we're up against the end of the show. Thanks for joining us this week. You guys have a great week, and I'll see you next Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Have a great week. 
Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.